Hello and welcome back to the Fitcast Extra episode 18. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Sporting Panda. How have you been this week, mate? Been good. I've been good. Um, just trying to think, really, what, what's been going. It's been a busy week, isn't it? Um, yeah. Football, I mean, really football, good reaction to the last to the last episode. That's probably oh. first and foremost we need to mention. Yeah, but the thing is, though, I think you stitched me up as I tweeted because, you know, there seems to be an obsession about this jumping spider and it's no joke. And the thing is, you, you pitted me up against Lee's story, didn't you, for the best comedic moment of the week. But mine was like a fact about nature. Mine was a learning piece, whereas Lee's was genuinely funny. Um, so he, he deserved to win that. He's, he's that I... By the way, that pod was brilliant. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, all him. I'm thanking him. Him. it's all credit to him. All credit to him. All credit to him. Hands up. I thank I thank you on his behalf. That's what I'm doing. Oh, but um, no, those those jumping spiders had a bit of um, had a bit of a dig to him into them. Yeah. Fucking, you know, crazy little creatures, aren't they? But you've had a lot of uh, you've had a lot of chat. Mm. about whether or not they are actually the most vicious creature you had a few shouts yeah. of the the honey badger didn't you you had a few a debates naive... with people on the tlo yeah a lot of naive chat out there i believe about this honey badger i mean i know for i know for a fact the honey badger is, is fairly well fairly ferocious i guess you'd call it i mean one of them booted down my side gate to get clean off the hinges and just stood there uh, perilously looking at me um so they are you know horrific beasts but Pound for pound, or gram for gram, microgram for microgram, you might want to say. There's just no match, I'm afraid. There's no match. Spider. No. Have you um, have you ever seen those... Um, oh, they're like the... Uh, what are those insects that can kind of like whack their, whack their arms really back and forward really quickly? What are they called? The praying mantises? Oh, yes. Have yeah, you seen the praying, the underwater praying mantises? No. They can, I don't know what exactly they are, but they can, they can punch their arms at like an absurdly high uh, miles per hour. Why do they do really that? To, bur- to what, to burn calories or something? No, no, it's to, it's to break shells to eat them. Oh. Mantis underwater. Yeah. Let me, let me, I, I want to see. Turning into fact. bloody David Attenborough's nature. Um, like, yeah, the, 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 the shrimp, the praying mantis shrimp. They got the most right. powerful pow- punch, Mate, I think, in, um, in, in the world. What a load of nonsense. <laughs> What you mean again, microgram for microgram? They can, they no, listen to this, listen to this. The mantis shrimp packs a mean punch, smashing its victim's shell with a force of a 0.22 caliber bullet. That is that is pretty scary, isn't it? They can, they can, they can swing their fist like clubs up to speeds of 23 meters per second. Think about how crazy that is. Nature is unbelievable, isn't it? It's mad, isn't it, to have all this diversity. Another thing I saw the bobcat. There's a video going around of a bobcat doing a leap. Unbelievable leap on this bobcat. Um an animal that we don't have anything we don't have it in this country. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I did yeah. actually read something this week. Oh no, I'm, I promise <laughs> God, it's the God, last God. thing. No, no no. Who will win uh, a battle? Is there let me rephrase this. Is there any animal on earth that could fight and beat the Tyrannosaurus Rex? <laughs> um and People have told me, and my science papers I've got scattered around have said, probably a white rhino or um, an African elephant would, would maybe a white stand a rhino? chance. Yes. Nah. Um, You're telling me a T-Rex takes one bite into one of those bad boys. They're done for, aren't of they? Of course. If, they, if he locks on, of course it's over. But if, if, the, if the Tyrannosaurus Rex was to be... I'm just trying to remember what I read. If the Tyrannosaurus Rex was to be gored, by the tusks of the elephant or the or, or the rhino, and if he was to topple over because he's got such puny arms, no balance, the 
you've got to imagine T-Rex on the floor. He can't mm. get back up from that. And then they stand on him and trample. Oh, bloody hell. So, um, oh, yeah. But anyway, Scary well, I, thought that. Yeah, Scary I feel thought. embarrassed even saying it, to be honest. He might want to cut that out. I mean, what a load of nonsense. But Anyway, insightful for some, if you're into your nature. <laughs> for some, maybe not the many. <laughs> no, no. I'll tell you another thing quickly. I want to have a chat oh, with you just really, really God. quickly about what nonsense you were spouting last night in the Discord chat. I saw oh, I you wasn't. Sp- no, hang on. It I wasn't saw nonsense. It, it was... I've seen it on Twitter as well. I saw you starting to pump the Mbappe to Liverpool stuff based on the fact that New Balance are going to switch to Nike and Mbappe's friends with LeBron and LeBron's... No, what? you're making me sound like a right. seven-year-old boy Tell me now. what you said. What I said was... Uh, I think there was a bit of chat about how certain players might be more likely to go to certain clubs to use sponsor deals. Um, even though, you know, Where Ronaldo... Where this from? No, 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 hold on. I'm just... Oh, okay. let, me, let me explain. Okay. In the Discord chat, there was a bit of chat about it. And I said, the, the wonderful thing about the index is that not that many gamblers would think about stuff like that. But we as football index traders have to factor it in as a potential variable, however improbable it has, uh, however improbable its impact is, if that makes sense. And I said, you know what? There might actually be something to the whole... I th- Okay, so let me pitch you this question. Let me let me reverse... Let me put this table on its Reverse head, right? engineer it, yeah. Right. Do you think it's more likely, percentage-wise, right. that Mbappe signs for Liverpool if they don't have Nike as a sponsor? I think it's completely... You think it's complete? There is not I even a 0.1% chance. I might, I might say it's 0.2% more likely. Oh, I, that's decent. You're not... You're, <laughs> the, that's, the, that's, the that's greatest fair... two soccer players in the world, you've got Ronaldo, Cristiano, who is a Nike boot wearer at Adidas yes. Club in Juventus versus Messi, who is an Adidas boot wearer at a Nike club. Yes, I, underst- I understand. I understand. No what I was saying was... Any deals. What I was saying, if you pick up those those you know zero point two percent and you add them and add them and add them, that's what that's what builds an edge for some traders. And look, like I'm not saying Bappe is going to go to Liverpool. I was just saying that that is mm. a slight little variable that might mm. prey on people. You know, LeBron James tweeting about Mbappe, all these little things. You know, in the last podcast we talked about you fucking talking about how the angst in the crowd can make you bet another way on Betfair. So that's, that's you know, a masterful edge. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I, I, I struggle to give it any credibility. I, I've never really heard about sponsors driving deals. The biggest thing for me is the wage structure, talking about Mbappe. I mean, I, I think that Liverpool can afford him, but, you know, you're breaking the model, aren't you? Because he probably goes in there on double the wages of Van Dijk, Mane, Salah, Trent, maybe double or two and a half times the wages. Yeah, so but you blow the whole some... squad wide open, don't you? If you're, if you're some of those guys, though, I I look at that tight-knit Liverpool team and I look at Van Dijk as, you know, uh, Henderson, yeah, uh, sure. the captain. If you say to them, look, we're going to bring it... It's kind of like when Van Persie went to United. They probably went to Paul Scholes. I remember reading the interview with um, Alex Ferguson, right? And they said, we're going to go out and get Van Persie, but it's going to cost us whatever. Is everyone okay with that? And obviously everyone was like, yeah, of course. Obviously, if we can get the best player in the league, get him in. I think it would be the same thing. I know players might be slightly Then they go and knock on the door, don't they? A clock, though, and they say, maybe he's on 500. I'm so important and critical to this team. I'm a generational right back. I know we hate that word, but I do believe he is in this instance. Why has he paid double me? I, I, I think Liverpool could... Could do it, but I've only really got it at a five percent chance of happening. Mm. We shall see, though. Yeah. But I did see that. Not this summer, though. Not. This oh no, summer. no. I've always been someone that spoke about summer twenty twenty one. Yeah. 
Mm. um, Let's see. Exciting to see that summer unfold. Um, (sighs) Just before we get into it you mentioned mm. the discord channel obviously got yep. to plug the the patreon that is growing amazingly really thankful for everyone that's mm-hmm. signing up uh, patreon.com forward slash fi guide some some good chaps now in the discord channel uh, releasing the first blog for patrons only tomorrow and then the monthly podcast as well uh next week at some point and then uh, also doing a webinar aren't we panda you've roped me into it yeah I've roped you into a webinar on the matching engine, which is going to be on the, I believe, the 16th of June, which is going to be good fun. But we'll mm. be putting that out there for, for patrons. Uh, so again, patreon.com forward slash FI guide. Just before we get into, I think you're going to go into market segment, market update yeah. segment here. Yeah, yeah. I was messaging you, I bought a water pick, didn't I? Bought a water flosser. Oh, crikey. We're not going down this old rabbit hole, Just, just I just need go to on. tell you about okay, it for about on. 30 seconds. Because yeah, I'm... I tell you what, I mm-hmm. was at, absolutely shocked when i saw it on my doorstep because i'm looking at my computer screen right now and i'm thinking that is about a 18 to 20 inch you know in 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 uh length, this 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 uh oh. computer. well they mentioned it from one corner to the other don't they these these computer screens that's how they do the uh inches yes. but i i tell you that this water pick that i bought is the size of my forearm well what it is absolutely huge, and I tell you what, it has got some absolute power. I was telling you when I when I put it on, it felt like my mouth had been hit hit by loads of I knew that. Uh, praying mantis shrimps. It was like it was it was it was so powerful. And the thing is, like my mum was like, "What's going on?" And I'm like, honestly, like water was spraying all over my seat. So your mum hears liquids squirting all squirting over all over, all over, and she's wondering what are these liquids splattering against walls and ceilings. She was like, "What's going on?" I was like, "Ah, water's everywhere." It was crazy. I bet she didn't expect a water pick, you know. To be yeah, and I and I came out with this thing the size of my forearm. I was like, "It's fucking huge!" And uh, she wanted to say it packed mm. a, a more severe punch than I anticipated. Did, and your, also, did your teeth? Did your teeth feel cleaner? Yeah, it's wonderful, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's a game changer. It's important the old smile, isn't it, in this day and age? I I got re I got you know I got so many messages by dental professionals after the last episode, and then I got a message no, I, from I got someone. Lot. I got a message from someone after the podcast with Lee and they were like, you should list all the products that you've mentioned on the pod on yes. your website. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, I could eventually, but at the moment it would just be this water fluster and a, <laughs> and a life-size cutout of Alan Shearer. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, hang on, you're forgetting... Um, what did I... Oh, you're forgetting your the pressure, pressure washer. washer. <laughs> pressure washer. Um, scarifier, many things. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're just adding value to people in their in their lives. Well, I think but it's also important. You know, you can probably trust our reviews of <laughs> domestic appliances more than footballers' prices. To be honest, <laughs> as we've so so many times been goaded into. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, go on then. Give me the market update. No, no. Well, I'll, no. I just wanted to ask you really what you thought the last week. My most notable takeaway was that I've said it a couple of times to people. I think the air has been let out of Germany. I was really surprised. You know, I'm a fairly big fan of uh, Marcus Tramman and Kunku, so you know, medium to long-term holds. But I was surprised that there was no movement on them after what was very strong performances. Have you noticed that? Do you think there's some credibility in that theory that money is quite nervous? Like, you know, there's an equilibrium of money going in and out of Germany. So you're not seeing those rises. I think it's reached the equilibrium. But I mean, I'm going to ask, I'm going to answer a question with a question. When do you think people will start buying for the next season of football which is likely to be in Mm. august so Mm. let's say Mm. by the time okay so uh, that's in a month and a half the french league would start seven weeks let's say yep or eight weeks from now yeah 
when do you think people will start buying French and German players for that new Ooh. season? Um, difficult to say, isn't it? Maybe four to six weeks out, which is fairly soon. I mean, it, I think so it that's, depends. That's no, no, no. I've made, a stu- I've made a stupid comment. I think it depends <laughs> on opportunity cost. I think okay. once the Premier League returns and we get that big rush out of the way and we get a couple of game weeks in, I think we'll see that mini trend again of people thinking, oh, hang on a minute here, I've only got seven weeks left. Potentially thinking France is now the next one to surge. And maybe they, you know how it works. People start moving their money six to eight weeks ahead. I mean, I spoke about this before, mini trend trading. And for me, you know, Nkunku, Charam, whoever else you want to name in the Bundesliga, I won't come. It's not my strategy to kind of jump off those and jump on others. I'm a little bit more of a, um, a longer term holder, but you know, I say people can absolutely make fortunes doing it. Um, so, yeah, that's a good question you asked me, a kind of question to a question. What about, um, oh, what was I going to ask you, actually? I forgot now, over the last week. Oh, the low end, or did you want to save that for later? Because I think I saw a, a few pouring questions, questions on in there. Yeah, okay. I think I see a few pop up on my phone. So okay. let's wait Let's wait to talk about the low end later. Yeah. I want to talk to you about these um, quite substantial rises we've seen in... Sancho, Trent, yes. Bappe, yeah. uh, Odegaard, Greenwood, Rashford. Yeah. So talk talk to me about let's let's talk Sancho mm. and Trent first because I think there was a lot of uh, angst about Trent and Sancho. It felt yeah. like, didn't it? With um, yeah, a, a few things going wrong in his story in terms of not playing. Yeah, uh, really good point. Media finishing. Mm. Mm. It seemed as though a week ago he was mm. a bad buy. Mm. And as soon as that hat trick went in, yeah. suddenly he's a good buy. So talk to me about kind of this uh, crazy change of opinion. I, I think this is a really good point. I forgot to kind of write this note down of what we've seen, but I had a discussion with uh, an account called FI Chaz last Saturday, and I sensed the movement and um, the, the, dis- the kind of will to want to take money out of Sancho because he was unfit looked a little bit overweight potentially we were losing well we were sorry losing weren't we the five places of media and to put that money into a bruno or a pogba or a rashford and kind of jump on the next trend unfortunately that hat trick and the media that's followed this week has obviously just completely kind of put a put a dagger into that plan and you know it wouldn't have probably worked well not in the short term it wouldn't have worked so i think it's just a little bit of impatience which creeps into people i mean naturally there is profit taking isn't there at all rungs um oh yeah a lot, a lot yeah, of price of i mean we see it all the time you you may see a five or six p drop in somebody but really that just could be a large trader or a few traders just taking some profit but then the upward trend continues so i think you do naturally get these little periods of resistance in the price um but it, yeah that was a bit it was a big few days for sancho wasn't it because i think if sancho wouldn't have delivered on sunday we could have seen, you know, 13, 12, 80. I think he could have dropped fairly. Not not significantly as in 10 or 12%, but I think he could have got 4 to 5% drop and I was going to look to match some bids. Fair. Did you, did you sense that as well happening? I, yeah, I sensed a... a little bit. As I said, mm. I sensed some downward pressure on his price. Yeah. Um, but obviously that hat trick is... It's funny, isn't it? Because I think I remember... Um, Chiesa, I know this is a really random example, him scoring after not scoring for so, so long. And I remember ASP tweeting something like, it's funny how so many people have now come out, bought him and said he's like such an amazing player. Whereas the only thing, the variable that's changed is him just scoring in a game. And everyone knows that Sancho is 
again we're using that word generational talent he we know yeah, he's the best yeah, yeah. young english player to come around since probably wayne rooney right we know he's in the eyes of the media and united yep. are most yep. likely going to go out and bid for him so why the two games on the bench discourage people from buying and, and actually encourage people to take profits it's it's really short term isn't it panda but i suppose one of the things that you talked about earlier as a kind of um rebuttal to myself was that there is opportunities elsewhere at the moment big yeah, ones yep. and if you can get them right you can make a lot of money i wanted to ask you a question i want to pitch you this because I talked about sancho a lot did you find it interesting that he scored that hat trick and trent Mbappe and i think Hmm. Rashford and Greenwood hmm. went up percentage-wise more, or even in terms of actual money, went up more. Hmm. It, that I did. It's interesting, but obviously it's it's weight of money, isn't it? And people that don't believe in the transfer, or maybe don't believe in Sancho, you know, he stretches the market up, and they may have more confidence in in buying players closer to home. Um, so it doesn't doesn't hugely surprise me, but I do think Sancho has been very good for the platform you know, dragging the market along with him. I do think without him, it could look quite different now. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really fascinating week in that sense. And yeah, Trent, Trent did surprise me. I had a bit of a cap on Trent. I didn't expect to see this surge, but um, well, <laughs> Don can't soon change that, didn't he? Yeah. And uh, well, yeah, we're talking of the man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've uh, actually roped him in for this episode, haven't we, Panda? <laughs> Yeah, I just was thinking that as you know, a big impact on Trent. We can. I, I want to ask actually some questions on the uh, on the lower end. Should we should we should we rope him in in a minute? Because you just wanted to to talk a little bit about Man United, didn't you? Oh, some sugar. media things. Yeah, well, more of a question to you. I I just pulled out some numbers <laughs> for you, right? Um, so I pulled out numbers from the fifteenth of August two thousand and twenty to current day, right? And I said this many many weeks ago that since Fergie left. I was told that 31% of TalkSport phone-ins were centred around Manchester United. So we have to understand they are the most discussed club and globally, you know, they're a monster. But if we look at the media on Football Index, the returns from 15th of August to today, Manchester United media, £4.85, Dortmund £1.60. I think that's Sancho and Haaland, isn't it? You know, two freakish players. Liverpool £1.22. Okay, incredible form and, and Van Dyke, etc. Spurs, £1.15. Okay, the England captain's there, probably driving that, and the manager change and Jose. Barcelona, Arsenal, Juventus. But the point being, Manchester United, £4.85 of media. There's a lot of players now moving at the top of the market, isn't there? Bruno, Pogba, Rashford. Um, Greenwood's there, maybe in a slightly different category. And we've also got the shadow of Sancho kind of hanging over that club in case he goes there. How do you see it playing out? Do you think that the prices can be sustained? You know, is there enough dividend yield to keep those prices, you know, buoyant? I know our good friend Sigmund is very hot on this and he's very, very smart guy. And if you actually look at his predictions for 2020, he's about, do you, have you seen that thread? He's about like 50% correct or more. Yes. Throughout the thread, which is amazing yes. if you're trying yes. to forecast the next year. It's very yep. hard yep. to kind of guess those things. Um, I think that if you have Sancho, Bruno, Pogba, Greenwood, Martial, Rashford in the the same united team yeah it's going to be survival of the fittest from an mv perspective yeah i really I, do think that i really think well you've got one pound 60 at dortmund probably one pounds of that is freed up 
because I still think Haaland's going to get a lot next year. But Sancho potentially won't be there, right? So you move that mm-hmm. pound out into the marketplace. So you've got that extra to play for. But I do really think that one of those players that we mentioned is survivor of the fittest and one could be hurt. And I don't I know which maybe one. more than one. Could maybe, be. maybe. I mean... It's not, it's not a binary thing, though, isn't it? It could be, it, it could be that Bruno is hurt by 5% or yes. uh, Rashford is hurt. We don't know. Or, you know, on the other hand, Sancho could take them into the latter stages of the Champions League yeah, or the Europa the... League and yeah. make them into Premier League contenders. Suddenly they win another 70p of media that season. Who's that distributed to? We don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe Bruno gets a 3% bump rather than a 5% dip. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's, like, it's let's hard. Say, let's say Sancho leads them. to the, like, they, He makes the team better. Oli's second season there. They go deep into a European competition. Sancho can lead them there and improve the team. Bruno can get the game winner in the quarterfinal or the semi-final. He's now got new media potential, hasn't he? So you can, yeah, you're you're very right. You can look at it two ways, and it's actually what I love about the index. I mean, I I don't think there is enough media to go around to hold all these prices up, but we we shall see in six months. And obviously, there's a lot of assumptions there because we don't know if Sancho's going yet, do we? But it is um it is amusing. There's a lot of well, the players. other thing is, isn't it? Is is if he stays at Dortmund for another year. Yes. Then that dividends that you've just talked about is just concentrated and stays with him, doesn't it, for the next season? It yeah, it will do. Dortmund will hold probably second place as a football club on the media returns because it will stay with him. Because I think that COVID, as a big Sancho holder myself, I think I've been quite fortunate because the timing of the Bundesliga returning and and when COVID hit, it felt like the major storyline to discuss was the Sancho transfer. And before that. I mean, I, I bought, obviously, as you know, many months ago because of the idea that the media would, would switch on to him at some stage. And um, now it's happened. I think even if he stays, there's still going to be an obsession with him. But very interesting. The Manchester United pricing, that in its own little world is, um, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. It's a fascinating market in itself. Well, I mean, speaking of Sancho Holders, we've got a new one, <sighs> don't we? Here he we're is. We're about to be joined by. Here we go. Are you there, Don? Hello. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Hello, the Don is, the Don is here. Oh, mate, what a pleasure it is. You know, I, I was uh, saying to Panda, should we, should we get him on? Should we get him on? And then when we saw this gargantuan move, I think Panda has called it the, the biggest move in Football Index history. We have never seen a switch, I don't think, like this in FI history. We've never seen somebody use... Well, the match engine's only been around a week and a half. I couldn't have dreamt of somebody using it with this impact and with this force. So... What we had to hear. Well, to be honest, can you hear me all right? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's a start. I, I was surprised myself, really. I mean, where did it come from? Yeah, so it all started on Sunday. It wasn't really planned at all. Uh, but, you know, these things just come to you. I'm not really a big planning person. <laughs> but what it was, we were having a barbecue on Sunday afternoon with the uh, family that come around, both social distancing and all that. I was talking to my brother-in-law. Bruce E. Dortmund were playing at half five. So mm. we watched that. And I was talking about football index to him. I wasn't trying to sell it to him. He's not really that type. But we were watching it. And like Sancho wasn't really doing... He looked good, didn't he? But I wasn't really... I was sort of more talking to my brother-in-law. Yeah. And anyway, to move on, I sort of stopped watching it. And then I looked at the end and he scored a hat-trick. I thought, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> even though he's my biggest hold, or even even before Sunday, he was my biggest hold, but he mm. wasn't quite big enough. Mm. Not he wasn't to Panda's level. So, and then I went on to football. I said to my brother-in-law, I said he'll have uh, shot up now. You know, he was. I think he was about 
£13.45 sort of during the game, just guessing. And I thought he'll be up to like £14 now. They'll just be jumping on him. And then I, I went on the app and he, he maybe gone up about 2 or 3p, maybe 13 mm. so Right, that's it. I'm jumping in. And mm. I just jumped in for about two days. Red mist descended. There's no notes or anything. It was just jump in. Would you would you say it's like an it was like an intelligent tilt? You know you're playing poker. Yeah. You know you lose a bet. Like we've both probably been there and you go on tilt for a couple of days and we once spoke about this, didn't we? And you know he's all around the block. It was tilt mode, was it? It was tilt mode, yeah, to be honest. (laughs) I mean But I mean even now you don't like you you'll know yourself. You don't know that it's I mean you'll you everyone say, Oh yeah, that's great, you've done the right thing, this, that, and the other. Mm. But you don't know that you've done the right thing. Until the, like especially with football index, it all plays out in the uh, fullness of time, doesn't it? So mm, mm, I went mm. on tilt, and I feel like I've done. I'm quite happy. I feel, you know, it all made sense. It all sort of came to me as I was doing it. Mm. It's not. That's the good thing about the index. It's not like all in one go, is it? It's like you. Everything happens over time. So this particular thing happened over 48 hours. No planning. Just let's go. I think it's incredible. And I think the uh, matching engine helped. You know, I was getting selling players with pretty small spreads doing a bit of market selling but there wasn't too much of that so, so Don t- I guess two questions yeah. so when you started you didn't have uh, like a, a shareholding target in your mind you just knew you needed more of Sancho so yeah. and then the second part is how did you decide who you were going to sell were there always players that you were questionable on or did you do it based by spread size it was just by spread size really because <laughs> that's like the obvious value hunter I started looking at players you know like that was getting rid of mm. and the the parameters sort of came in and I was getting rid of a load of shite at first who I thought was shite and then mm. it just sort of and then I, the player quality got better and better <laughs> then I was even selling Tony Cruz at the end which oh Christ yeah. no way we'll be getting shot won't I that is that is quite something isn't but, it yeah I've still got some of him in reserve but uh it was just I, I sucked off Messi Sucked off Ronaldo. If you told me that on Sunday morning, I mean. So when you woke up Sunday, I'm like a different. I'm like a different person. (laughs) So the world was the world was calm when this barbecue was lit and you were eating your first burger. Everything was rosy. I think I must have had a funny sausage. (laughs) It must have been spiked. I've just gone totally mental. Yeah, Yeah. but so but leading on from the center, I mean, that's a number one. I just want to say, like, yeah, I think like it highlights exactly why order books or matching engines we're going to take this yeah. platform to the next level because for exactly. someone obviously your status or your you know the, the portfolio size for you to be able to maneuver that quickly and get yourself into well i'm biased but i think you know the best yeah. holds on the index like that just shows doesn't it it, it should encu- yeah. it encourages and shows off like what what it can do of course we're only halfway there aren't we because that's only with the bid side coming in and yeah. then if, if yeah. like if the offers come in in the next couple of weeks, then that could make it even more manoeuvrable. What? Why Trent? Just quite I mean, I, 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 I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't know it'd be that easy to do. I just sort of started off small and thought this isn't too bad. And I just interesting. You know, it was. It was like learning on the job. It was like, oh yeah, yeah. This is how you trade, or this is how you. This is this is what the this is what the big boys must do. 
but uh, why was there trends? a lot? Of was there a lot of times? But sorry, just before trend, one yeah. more thought. Was there a lot of times when the the pink box disappeared? So you'd matched all the money that was there, and then you had to wait for it to kind of refill itself. Oh yeah, know? I was just going round and round in circles. Oh right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. And, like, and the the site was really laggy, so I had to clear my uh, watch list because I think that might be part of it. Because I had a massive <laughs> watch list, I thought I'd bin that off. Mm. All sort of stats went out the window. It was just. Like, it's just like proper red mist. And then what about Trent then? You were just about to, you know, tell yeah. us, you know. Well, because I, I did formulate some plan in my head as I we went. And so I was getting big on Sancho. And obviously other people were joining in, which encouraged me. And probably me going harder <laughs> encouraged other people. Because it's a bit of a game at the end of the day, isn't it? I mean, Yeah, but, yeah. Well, of course it is. But anyway, anyway then, then you start thinking about risk, don't you? Because then you've got a big holding. I mean, you'll appreciate this. I mean, it gets to a stage where you could probably do with taking out insurance on the player's life. Uh, maybe that <laughs> yeah. could be a new Heading facility. down to Lloyds of London. I've already yeah. been down there yeah. a few times, had a word with them. Yeah. <laughs> maybe like do, maybe Football Index should uh, introduce insurance on a player. You know, like... Uh, yeah, premiums on legs and things. Whatever, one, yeah, one percent. Anyway, it's, it's just a risk thing, isn't it? I th well, I thought, I, I like, my two favourite players are Dybala and Kimmich, but we won't go down that road. Mm. But obviously they've, they're sort of questionable, questionable on the index. If you talk about Kimmich, obviously he's really divisive. Mm, mm. Of, if you talk on Twitter, but I really like him. And I watch a lot of him. Yeah, I'm yeah. getting right into watching football. Do you listen to last yeah. week's show, Don? Or did you not? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, it was. A, yeah, yeah, it was um, good. Good. I tried boxes. to. Yeah, you were quite balanced. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, you know what Twitter's like, don't you? Hey, well, you've, you got know, give, you've got to give. you You've got to give your view. I can understand. I mean, say Kimmich. Mid four pounds, compare them to other midfielders who might do just as good a job who are mid two pounds, then that's the there's a there's a pro and a against argument, isn't there? But anyway, well, I think I think yeah, that, but that's but yeah, yeah, that's by the by. Get, getting back to the point, uh like so Di Barra I like watching, Kimmich I like watching. So they're two players I really like to watch. You know, I'll watch a game, I'll just I won't even take my eyes off them. And so I think, well, they're my favourites. And then mm, the other mm. side of the coin was uh, Trent Alexander Arnold and Sancho are the market's favourites. Mm. Now I've got two mm. big, two, I've got four big holdings. Like, right. Well, two, two of the market's favourites and two of my favourites, and then I'll probably take it from there. Can I, can I, can I interject? Yeah. Uh, the, the, obviously, the market's favourites, if you put them, have uh, are bigger holds than, than your favourites. Why yeah. have you placed more importance on the market's favourites than your own? Just, just, a, just. Well, a in question. hindsight, there's a few. Everything it's like joining the dots together, but obviously, even following on from the. Q&A the other day with Adam Cole one of the big points out of that they're going to do a massive marketing uh, campaign in the summer mm. so I can't see like there's going to be more and more people coming in if you can push Sancho higher that, I was sort of doing my bit to push him up I mean it's stupid really but I was hoping or oh, what might happen after is some other big hitters might push him up even further but then I, I the other side of it is I've pushed them up quite high and other people have pushed them up high. So it might get to a point where people start selling. So I dare say I'm going to have to go through a period where he'll, he, he could well drop a bit. Or... Do, you have a, do you have a value on him more? Or we don't have to disclose it anyway. Do you have kind of way where you want to... I'm, I don't really think like that. You know, I'm no, not as okay. statistically... Yeah. There's other people. I, I just... It, it's, it's a bit of a game to me. It was a bit like... Mm, mm. There's a couple of little uh, sort of analogies I thought of. You know, if you... I've, it's like I've served my apprenticeship and now I'm going into the, you know, I've, I've had two and a half years to learn the ropes and watch it from afar. Let's, let's get in there. And the other ones, it's a bit like Monopoly. I've spent my day, spent my days like going right around the board, 
buying a mm, bull mm. shite and now I've gone on to uh, Mayfair and Park Lane and put all, bought the hotels on there. So the thing is, Don, I don't know if you remember, we, we spoke to me about 18 months ago and we had a bit of a, a difference in strategy and philosophy. And I remember like you kind of said to me, well, you maybe watch a bit more football, you understand a bit more about it. So, you know, you maybe be a bit more precise, whereas I'm coming into it, you know, I'm watching a lot more, but I want to kind of spread myself across the market. Okay. And, um, and now, as you say, you've watched so much probably over the last couple of years. Is, is it the confidence actually in the players? It's confidence in the players, the confidence in the platform. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Everything Makes together. Confidence on what people say on Twitter or on, yeah. a, on index gain. You know, yeah. You, you, yeah, yeah. you live the thing every day, don't you? Day in, day out. And it just sort of comes to you. You, you couldn't write it down. It's just... And no. then the other thing about the big players is, I mean, there could well be a dividend increase sometime down the line. Uh, so... I think, yeah, the, thing is, the other thing, because I was saying, you know, with this dip we've had recently with COVID in the financial markets, like the FTSE yeah. 100 or the S&P 500 in the US, I looked at the dips and I was contemplating being naive and buying the dips. It would have actually worked, but I don't know anything yeah. about financial companies or markets. So what I'd have done is probably bought like an index fund, you know, yeah. where you can kind of, mm. you pick a selection up, don't you, of companies across the whole index. Um, yeah. So it's, it's like just that. interesting. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, how you started with, you know, investing in the platform, spreading yeah. the players. Like now you watch loads and... And then you do become a bit of an expert so you can narrow it down as you go. And yeah. One of the big things, I, I need to get this in actually, because I think we uh, spoke on Twitter by message after the COVID broke out just to see. Yes. Just yeah. had a little thing. And then uh, obviously it was a bit of a concern, but we we sort of kept going. And then... You are, a lot of uh, traders had that big, massive month in March, didn't they? Mm. And, uh, mm. I was quite mm. happy to just survive. And then people were reporting. I mean, you you had like 90,000 profit. Mm. And I was like sat there on minus eight, which I was quite happy about because mm. at the end of the day, it's down to yourself. Mm. Mm. Uh, and then I thought, well, I'll probably bounce back. But then you've probably kept on going from strength to strength. And some other traders, I think SOTD, because I look between the lines, I think he's reported that he's on 500k profit. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a bit ahead of the game than me. But mm -hmm. then I'm thinking, well, mm -hmm. the, these are the ones that are, he's got Sancho, I'm pretty sure, and the big boys. So, I mean, <clears throat> so if I want to keep making good profit, I've always been happy with my profit till sort of January, February. Right. Long. I've, I've been happy. And then yes. the last couple of months, I've maybe not been quite so happy. So then something has to change. But I don't, I don't actually mind buying in at a high price because you've got to remember that a lot of the players I'm selling have already made a lot of money mm. themselves. So they might mm. not have made mm. as much money as going on to Sancho when you went on, but there's still the, the money to buy Sancho has been generated from profit from mm. quite a lot of other players. So, so I, don't mm. feel, I don't feel like I've missed out a lot. I maybe feel like I've missed out sort of 50 60% or whatever. Yeah, it was kind of probably the one. Th oh, sorry, Fig. Well, it's the one thing that COVID impact the market, and obviously because Don, you were spread out across the market, the market dragged you down, didn't it? Whereas yeah. I had, fortunately, you know, a bit of luck yeah. involved. Oh, I made a massive no. mistake as well, which is another thing. If I could just get everything in into my fifty-minute <laughs> slot, uh, I made a massive mistake. Like, although I didn't, I didn't like. Can we swear on here? Yeah, of course. Uh, shit my pants. <laughs> Like and pull out a football index. I thought, no, I mean, football is going to come back at some point. So, 
overall, I played it quite well, but I wanted to get some money out, you know, just because it was a bit uncertain, wasn't it, before the Chancellor's speech? You know, mm. people were pulling mm. the money from players because they needed the money. And then mm. no one really knew how it was going to pan out. And then the Chancellor uh, sort of calmed it with the, fur- the furloughing and people getting 80% of the wages. So people were a bit calm. And then the other thing was people didn't have as much uh, to spend the money on. So people tended to put it back into the index. But in that, that moment of panic, I wanted some money. And the best person to sell was Sancho because he had that liquidity. And so I think I reduced my holding by about half. And then obviously, like, he started putting all the media, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Like massive. So that's where you made your massive uh, gains. And mm. I'd sold him. So then ever since then, I've been buying back in to make him reestablish him as my top hold. But like, one of my top hold was like, uh, say I had 1,500 Sancho's. And even then, he was in top hold. Mm-hmm. So then I think, did I have, yeah, 1,500 Sancho's, which would, how much would that be? Off the top of your 18, 20 grand? Mm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Say I had between like 15 to 18 grand in Sancho. And now, over the last few days, I've upped that to 168,000. But then, like you say, that just shows the uh, flexibility of the market. You can do that. It's, it's had a selling cost. You know, I've dropped, I think, probably about 10,000 pounds. But that sets mm. me back about three or four weeks in profit. You know, so if you, if you gauge it in terms of time, then it's probably, well, time will tell. You, whenever you put a bet on, you never know if it's going to go up or down. It's like you probably bought into Sancho heavily at £8.50. Uh, and mm. you might have, uh, uh, by that time, you, mm. nothing seems, I know youth probably thought he was undervalued, but the only, they seem really undervalued in hindsight, don't they? That's one of the things, mm. looking back, it always looks, well, yeah, that was a great move, you know, but I mean, yours mm. was a great move in fair play mm. to you. I'm not, I'm not taking it away, but players, what I'm trying to get at is players never seem, you always, you always seem to be paying par value at the time. Don't you? That, that's where you make your money because you try and get them a bit under. But it's like it's always easy in hindsight. Is what I'm trying to say. Yes. C- can yes. I ask one final question, Don? Do, do yeah, you think on. your cull is going to continue? Uh, to a certain extent, yeah. But I'm not going to rush it now. I've done the the main bit. <laughs> done the hard yards. Um, in fact, I worked it out before then. I was having a bit of a Twitter slanging match with our friend FPL, and but anyway, that's irrelevant. But uh, I think. The top four now, Dybala, Kimmich, Trent and Sancho make up 70% of my portfolio now. So the rest, the rest's just uh, sitting there. And mm. I'll, I'll cut it down and then I'll probably build it back up again. I'm not just going to stick with the four players. I'll probably, I'll always have about 50, but some of them will be small. I see. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're going to come down to under 100 then. That's wow. the plan in the long term over the next, you know. Yeah, well, six months to a year or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was actually saying to Panda when we saw you going absolutely ham on the. Never seen the like of it. Never never seen anything like it. But I I was, I was like EJ for two days. But that's probably the one time in my life I get to be like EJ. But he can do it every day. I get to do it once in a lifetime. Um, (laughs) So I. Sorry, I um I was saying to Panda, I bet you Don is going to use these leagues coming back to try and shift his players downward, cull them more, because I think you you've probably been market selling some of them, haven't you, Don? Uh, yeah. When they've done well in the Bundesliga, for example, um, yes. and you'll probably use the, ne- the leagues coming in when the spreads tighten on certain players that have more demand to probably shift a few more. 
yeah, well, obviously a lot of them look bad now, but yeah, when say Danny Ings scores a hat trick on the first Premier League day back, then you can probably get rid of him. But I did notice last night, uh, Silver scored. He got PB, didn't he? Andre Silver, mm. he scored a goal, and he never he never moved a penny. Mm. So it's just a bit flat at the minute. I've probably contributed to that because I've listed mm. a load of players. But then, <laughs> but the thing is, you can't think of it statically, can you? It's never like this for long. There's going to be mm. a period in the next. X amount of days, months, like whatever, a year. But like players usually do well at some point. Yeah, you for sure. I said it, I don't know if you heard the start of the show today, but we were talking about the market update and I used the words, you know, that the air has been let out of Germany. That's what it feels like to me, because I'm yeah. um, I'm a Tramon and Kunku holder and they didn't rise anywhere near what I expected them to based off their performances, which I thought were really good. And I just think there's just a lot of money moving out of Germany, that's going to the Premier League, France, not France, sorry, yeah. Spain and Italy is coming back. I think it's just, you know, it's just that yeah. period, isn't it, where money's moving around? Yeah, there's a flow to it, the trends. Absolutely, yeah. And it'll, the football will close down and then it'll be a little bit of a transfer window and then, but, and it's, there's a lot of uncertainty as well as, as regards the timescales. When's the next season going to start? How's the Champions yeah. League going to fit in? Yeah. I was, I'll tell you one other question before I know you fixed it last question yeah. last question from me so you make this power move which I absolutely yeah. love and you said something quite important like it didn't the price didn't bother you like, I think people get too hit up on oh he was 8 now he's 14 I'm not going to buy him that's kind of nonsense to me so that's one thing yeah. but the second thing is um, you bought him and had Adam Cole comes up oh, the yeah. next day and he said this is sh- I, I, I can laugh because you know I've got 10,000 Trent as well so I, you know we're both in the same boat but yeah. Oh yeah, PB Matrix is uh, can't confirm oh. it either way. Yeah, it wasn't. It What's wasn't going through your head at that point? Well, I never thought much of it because to me they're constantly reviewing everything, aren't they? So yeah, yeah. But it's just his choice of words, maybe. And then it got. I think it got taken a bit out of context. I don't think. Mm. I think he was wanting to give a neutral answer, and yeah. he said like that. But like PB Man came on, didn't he? And he said that if they did alter it, they'd probably alter it in his favour anyway. So there is that yeah, chance. I'm not an expert. Figs, I think, much better than me. But in yeah. terms of, you know, Luar Luar, PB Man, FB, FR, FBI, FI Ben, there's loads of these data guys around. And I'm actually not a huge data guy, so I can't model myself that well. But they say most advanced final third offensive stats, you know, they favour Trent. So even yeah. if you bring down a couple of attributes, it's going to crush He's a bit other of a, fullbacks more than it will Trent, ironically. Yeah, he's a bit of a freak, isn't he? Of like how he oh, operates. Yeah. Yeah. Like he yeah. sets himself apart, and it doesn't matter what you do to the matrix, he's still going to be providing assists. Like, I think the only, I, the only thing that they could do off the top of my head, and I think they've seen this discussed a little bit, if they increase defensive actions substantially, but oh, yeah, yeah. I, then, then most, play, I don't most think, defenders I don't at big teams wouldn't do that well because they no, have to defend less because they're more possession, which doesn't make sense. I don't think you can do that. No. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have P, P, you know, P90 stats defensive, actually, yeah. per 90, but then I don't think they update in live time. So mm. I can't from, see much. From Football know. Index's point of view, they don't want to rock the market too much at any stage without announce, doing a major announcement first. Say, right, we're going to have a major matrix review like they did last year or whenever mm. it was. Like It seems this year they're just going to have an overview of it. Like They're going to do send out a questionnaire, aren't they? So they mm. might take some pointers yeah. off that. But I can't see them doing a major reshake of it so it'll be like the bets will be pretty similar for next year i, I should imagine 
here's hoping here's hoping well done it's been an absolute right. pleasure having you on mate i i uh we didn't mention it until the podcast we haven't mentioned it on twitter so i hope it's a, a nice welcome surprise to listeners out there uh Will where be. can people find out more about you on twitter oh i always forget this when you ask uh, at index big and I, and I have seen that you've updated your profile to say the biggest don out there or probably the biggest don out there oh yeah <laughs> yeah i put that at the top the, the biggest don that's that takes quite a bit of living up to actually but yeah. we're getting there he might just be the biggest don that's his bio yeah. nothing else he, he might just be the biggest don yeah <laughs> well right. done thank you very well, much thanks for mate. having me on and cheers, take care mate. thank and you very much cheers don look after yourself yeah. take care thank you bye wow wow that was that was quite something wasn't it panda off he goes off he goes i mean i love it i just it just gives me excitement oh. you know thinking about match engines and order books and where we can go and you know you can shift oh, around this was, this was a point that i really wanted to make sorry before i, mean, I forget it would i think there needs to be a bit on. i mean i was quite yeah. down on the q a but i think some perspective has to be had and i think our friend yeah, sh- sh- yes yes yeah, our friend five minutes uh, on the Q&A, fbi yeah. trader put out a tweet and I'll, uh, I'll I'll read a bit of it because I know you maybe not a lot of people will agree with everything he says. But one of the things he tweeted that I thought was really good was um, it's really good to actually like put some perspective on things and where we were three months ago, where, you know, on Black Thursday, as you coined it, there was uh, so much angst and a lot of people were scared and uh, we didn't really know what was happening in the world in OMFI. And here we are now with. If I'd said to you that day, Panda, well, in three months we'll have order books and Don will be buying 15,000 Sancho, what would you say to me? Yeah. Mm. I wouldn't have believed you, to be perfectly frank. Yeah. I, I, know, I know where you're going with this, right? And I know if you zoom out and look at, look at it as a big picture from 12 weeks or for three months, which is important to do, it's, it's a minor blip. But I still, I still think that you can question the individual action and Agree. the performance 100%. and delivery of the Q&A. You know, I've, I've you know, sung FI's praises to the hilt. I just can't believe uh, the communication, how they've handled double dividends, how they've, you know, given us extra media places. I think they've handled it beautifully and I just applaud them for that. But I still think it's a little bit airy-fairy pie in the sky just to say, well, look at, look at the big picture, everything's okay. I think we should be allowed... To, to nitpick and question individual decisions and um i it wasn't yeah i didn't think it was great to be honest um you know i mean i, I will i will I'll, I'll let you answer in a minute i mean for me if i struggling they struggle a little bit to get the balance right between you know your casual gambler and those who've got lots invested which is very difficult and and those who have invested more want more which i think is is fair um, I also think we probably, I tweeted this, so I'm trying to repeat it, but we, I think we underestimated the effort perhaps that went into launching the match engine, you know, with COVID on and the decisions and stress behind the scenes. And I do believe Adam Cole just wanted to stay connected to us. And, and I like that. And listening to your customers is the number one focus and priority. I think it should be being in tune with your customers is so important. So he wanted to reach out to us, I think, and I'll get your take on this, but I just don't, the risk to reward ratio is off. You know, if you didn't have anything positive to say for the reward of staying in touch with your, with your traders, like they're, they kind of cloud you put over the market now and halted it because this was a buoyant market and it hadn't been buoyant. I don't think for three months it had been buoyant when we'd had promotions, Yeah, but this was buoyant Absolutely. on its own. It was flying. 
so so why do you think i don't know what what you what's your gut call on it so i think they they put themselves under a an immense amount of pressure now and i think why the matching engine did really well and i said this on the podcast yesterday that i recorded with uh Football next minor and Stan as FR are two really good guys that will go out this Sunday. But I basically said along the lines of, you know, with the matching engine, we we knew it was down the line, but we didn't know when it was coming. And when they came out with it and said, look, this is the date that it's being implemented. Fair enough, there was a couple of days hiccup, whatever you want to call it, but it was implemented right within those couple of days with Adam Cole saying stuff like, you know, we might have a PB Matrix review later in the summer, or we might have. I, the thing about IPOs, for example, where it was like, oh yeah, we'll have some in the new with this system, but later in the summer we'll have some with a new system. Like, there's too much up in the air. You can't leave that many doors open. And I think the narrow, straight path that they went down with MEs, it was so well done from the communications to the implementation to the everything. Even the, I think at the t- the, the time we kind of, I think we sat and criticised uh, Mike's. Uh, podcast appearance even though he did clear up quite a lot um, on the official podcast if you compare what Adam did in the Q&A with what Mike did in that podcast I think it's kind of black and white isn't it night and day Mm. Mm, I think so um, so. But I think yeah. we've got a few yeah. questions on that, so we'll leave. We'll leave for that. Yeah, yeah. I think, well, I think on, that... on the question and answers. Go on. Yeah. Do you know, like, to, just a statement, right? Fig that I I wrote down. Like, if something, if they said something like, "We are going to introduce five foreign news feeds and look to introduce a couple of new quality content providers that will be live at the start of September," you know, a short, concise statement, or we will be changing the matrix at the end of the season, and this will be the last review for three years. Just some something with a little bit you know a tighter language yeah. attached to it um especially because we're in june and you think oh new season's beginning yeah we just talked about it weeks. how do they not know at this stage it, it makes me uncomfortable where to put mm. money you know i can only best guess certain areas you know i don't really want to be trading based on where i think can, they're can going. i make you slightly um, more uncomfortable i've just seen a tweet that um there's going to be a decision on monday or tuesday by France on whether or not the 1920 Liga season can com- continue. What? So it yeah. may come back. You mean? It's another spanner, oh, isn't it, mate? Sugar. <laughs> yeah, the calendar's a mess. To be honest, I've got no idea what's going to happen about that. I mean, I, we were going to do it this week, but we've got too much to talk. Can about. I, next week, can we? Can we just? Can we just should we? Should we plug something really quickly before the do, we do the Q and A? Yeah, sure. On the sure, 17th sure. of June, we're doing something quite exciting, aren't we? Oh, go on, yeah, tell, yeah, go on. Oh, this is, this is, this is, this is next level shit, isn't it? I, this could, this could, it's a game breaker. <laughs> so, there is an app called Hot Mike, right, that have, that we've been chatting to, and, um, had a call with their, uh, their UK director the other day, and they're doing some really exciting stuff. What they basically do is they allow content creators to, uh, like, commentate over games, and they'll sync with the your tv so even if i'm watching on bt sport on my laptop and panda is watching on tv on sky and it's the same game the audio will be synced so basically me and panda on the 17th of june listen to this we're gonna be commentating 
on the, <laughs> on, the a joke. on the on the Manchester City Arsenal game, I promise I'll try and not be so biased, but we're going to put a lot of football index spins on it. And essentially, yeah, it's going to be all via this app. We'll we'll send the links in the next episode. Uh, we'll do a few twi- bit, bits of tweeting about it, and yeah, come and come and join the app, support us, and and you can basically sync yeah. up the app to your TV and you can watch Let's the game with our, with mean, our commentary rather than uh, the. <laughs> we'll we'll be far more insightful than the cliches you hear on your TV. You know, I'll be more that. I'll be more bloody I'll be better than Steve McManaman, I'll tell you that. Exactly. We'll give you insight, we'll give you prices on players, live updates, money going into certain players. Oh. We'll bring the game to life. From a football index standpoint. Yes, that's where I was yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yes, exactly. We will, we will deliver this for people. Yeah. Magic. I, I've told you that this is this is something that a lot of people question me about in like three or four years. Do you think we'll ever see, you know, um, people talking about it in the the everyday, uh, you know, um, bits of our culture in sporting mm. culture. Will we be talking about FI like ingrained in the UK betting culture and stuff like this? Is the first step, isn't it, Panda? This is the first step. This is the first you know, step. Rome was a next gen day. broadcasting. Next right gen media mogul level stuff. <laughs> well, let's get into the questions. Come on in. I've got let's... one for you from the Discord. PMK, yeah. he says, the killer spiders yeah. are at the door. Oh, what's this again? Go on. Yes. You have the scarifier and the water flosser. You can only use one to aid your escape or attack. Yeah. What mm. will it be? Mm. I didn't see that question. If I had Fig's water flosser, which I've heard can kill small insects, I would use that because my one is a little bit weaker on the gum and PSI, <laughs> PSI pressure output. I would use the scarifier to scrape them away. <laughs> Mine is honestly, it could pack a punch. It could yeah, pack they, a punch. Yeah, yeah. Go on, you're up. Oh, well, let's go. So, if I go on now, will Ronaldo leave Juventus this summer? Can you no. ever see a return to Man United? No. No, no. No, okay. no. Okay. Nose all round. His next, <laughs> if he goes again, he'll go to PSG, I reckon. Yeah, I do. Yeah, same. My turn. Um,. Index Canary, compare your thoughts on Adam Cole's Twitter performances using a sporting instant. I'd liken it to oh, missing an open goal. Everyone was ready for fireworks, but he failed to execute, in my opinion. So oh. what are you comparing it to? Yeah, I'm going to compare it to Dan Norwood, the Buffalo Bills kicker, I believe. And I don't know the exact Super Bowl title, but the guy that missed a field goal in the Super Bowl. Mm. And that's what that's who Ace Ventura was linked to. I don't know if you've seen Ace Ventura, Pet. Yeah. Um, the laces are out. The guy in the film misses the field goal. Yeah. That story and that field goal kicker was Dan Norwood from the Bills, I believe his name was. So that's what I'd link uh, Mr. Cole's uh, Q&A to, unfortunately. Oh, I liken it to Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang's penalty miss at Wembley oh, against one. Tottenham. I yeah. think that was like yeah. a... It was not devastating, but it was like really hurtful at the time. And now we don't remember it because Aubameyang's yes. been probably the best striker in the league this season. Yes, yes. And I'm hoping that Adam Cole in the next nine months will be the best, you know, striker analogy insert yeah. there for mm. FI this season. And I think mm. he will because mm. with MEs, uh, they've done an amazing job. This was a little blip, and I think they'll they'll come stronger, and I hope that he'll he'll do an Abamyang basically. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. A minor blip. A minor blip. Um, G um, Pirlo, it's for me. Ginger Pirlo oh, yeah, underscore course. FI on a scale of one to ten. How much do you think Mr. Cole and the entire FI office actually understand how the market works from a trader's point of view? <sighs> like a six. Mm. 
yeah. Uh, yes, seven. Seven. My interactions have been very limited, obviously, with them, but like a seven or eight. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe 6.25 I could nudge it to. I'm not sure Adam Cole knew about Don's movement before <laughs> going on and putting a pin in the market and killing Trent. <laughs> Uh, really good one from uh, Fi Jim here. Actually, yes. you, might, you, might, you might want to get this up. Actually, Panda, you might want to get look at this image. He says, "Do you think with a condensed fixture list for the remainder oh. of this season, yeah. early league start this August, and maybe even sooner? Who knows? This this is you know we're live changing things here. Upcoming Euros in twenty twenty one and a World Cup late twenty twenty two, and the knock on effects that will cause. What will we see? A trader shift." Uh, will we see a trader shift their focus from MB to PBA? He says, apologies for the poor picture, but we basically face fixture congestion until the yeah. summer of 2025. Three tournaments in four what? years without even considering qualifying, etc. Triple media days pay out 9p and PB pay days pay out just 3p media. Surely there has to have some effect. Wow, this is quite something, isn't it? That's a, who is this guy? FI Jim. Wow. FI Jim. Hell of a hell of a question. Hell of a question. And He's at my follow there, by the way. Wow. I've just followed him right here, right now. Mm. A class I act, mean, FI Jim. Class act, class question. Very difficult question to answer. I do. Oh man, I don't even know where to start with this question. I mean, the air. I've said it three times now. Germany. Okay, the money's in equilibrium. It's not really going in there. But if we think about the other leagues, once they pick up and start, they're not stopping again. You know, like the Premier League probably has a really small off season and then returns. We've got so much PB football, haven't we? Um, I think there might be a shift there, yeah. I think I think it's got potential to do that. Potentially. We'll have to wait and see, won't we? I think also a lot hinges on the... We always use this boy's name, the Sancho transfer, because if he comes, I think he's cleaning up media for months. You know, the, the story arc of him returning to United if it, if it goes through. So we may see him dominating media and actually it becomes very lucrative to be on a media player and hold him. So... Very difficult to answer that question. I think slightly. 2025, bloody hell. FI That's Jim. ridiculous, isn't it? FI Jim should be working for the government with this kind of statistical Intel. prowess. St- yeah. <laughs> they should bring him in to do the new Matrix. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, moving I'm, on. I've got a question here from Aaron Palace. When was the mm. last time you went to the toilet without your mobile phone? Uh, probably about three and a half days ago. I think Monday morning I had no charge on it. So wow. I left it to charge while I popped in there. But it's very rare occurrence because the toilet is a good time for a quick portfolio check. It is. It is. I do you, most of my good win? trading on the on the toilet, actually. You've, you've said this before. I've said that it? many it's times. Classically, yeah. um, but I've recently I've been doing quite a lot because I've got I've only recently got AirPods like in the last three or four months. And oh, yes. I can just leave my phone while still listening to something and pop off to the loo and come back. But I've I've mm. been told I'm a I'm a I'm a scroller while I'm on the urinal. Not on the urinal, at the urinal. On the do you sit <laughs> at you the don't, urinal? Don't tell me you sit on the urinal. What you squatting over the? What type of animal are you? At the urinal, urinal. Oh right. At the, okay. So I'm I'm a scroller. So I'm a one hand one hander, and I scroll yeah. on my right. And mm. people have said that's that's a bit a bit unorthodox. But I, I'm thinking, you know, I've only got so many minutes in the day. I've got a I've got to squeeze every squeeze every ounce. Do you know time is the most precious commodity we have exactly. or resource we have, exactly. isn't it? So you're finite. telling me I can't multitask while pissing at the urinal? Like, come on. No, you can, but come I didn't on. know if you... I, could, I couldn't picture you squatting out. I didn't know what other <laughs> position you're in. Um, Ryan Pierce. Um, the, the infamous Ryan Pierce. The what infamous. price do you value Odegaard at and why? I wonder why he's asked that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like someone's bought some Odegaard recently. Yeah, go on, well, I'll try and be really balanced on this. What, um, what price do you value him at? 
So here you're you're valuing a, a PB specific player, aren't you? Because the chance of him winning MB with no um, global media is very hard, isn't it? Um, Depends if into your models you think there's going to be a media change in the next summer or two. Uh, yeah, okay. But that's cool. fair. At the moment, maybe we should just answer it as we speak. So, so I don't Current. actually think he's that unfairly priced right now. Mm. I think if you look at Harvard's, which is, I think, a lot of people are pinning him to, some of those recent links have come from, okay, great performances, but also links to the Premier League. I think we saw, yep. who's the who's the kind of German correspondent, the CF Bayern guy? Um, he quote he quote retweeted someone today saying there's truth to this with United being interested in Havertz. Oh, Manuel Veth Voth. Uh, yeah, Veth. no, not not Veth, not Veth. It was oh. um, someone else. He's got okay. he's got blue tick. Uh, but he basically said that there might be interest there, and I think that that is probably what's pushing Havertz's price higher than Odegaard at the moment mm. because mm. he's got that, even if it's for me, I still think he's a Bayern goer, a slim yes. potential of going to the Premier League. If Odegaard is at United, you could actually well see him stay there for however long, right? You know. Oh, he should be. Yeah, he should be. This this is interesting because I had a good chat with uh, Chris Barker on the timeline about this. Very Those very two players about a month ago. And, uh, you know, I rate Odegaard a little bit higher. I think he thinks Havertz. I looked at the stats from FI Ben, who put some out, didn't he? Comparisons. Uh, I kind of caught up my watching of him. I've been watching Odegaard closely this year. And to me, it's a position that matures at a later point in their career. PB Man uh, was discussing this, you know, uh, with me a while ago. That central playmaker, kind of, you know, the, the brain you need on you, the experience, the minutes under your belt. I'm not buying him based on his PB in the past three years. I'm buying him because of what I believe he can become. So I, I personally have him about six to seven pounds, but I can completely understand the other side of the coin where others are saying he's got to go in. He's got to adapt at Madrid. He's got to kind of assume a big role. He may be at Sociedad for a year. Uh, he's not transferring to England. Good debate. But, you know, I love him. So, PB um, Man said something preposterous to me the other day, which I almost had that's to... That's unlike him. That's almost unlike had to him. give him a one-day block, I think. Um, he They're said mute. to me... Yeah. He said to me that he thinks Odegaard's ceiling is higher than Mbappe's as a player. Yeah, I do. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that's, I think that's your second stupid that's panda a... thing that you've said in the I... last five but... weeks. Oh, my word. What well, wait, I don't think we can get... We're meant to be quick fire. 19-year-old World Cup winner, best player in the France team. Yeah, but that's resume. That's oh, resume discussion. stop it. Xavi, Iniesta, oh. Zidane, Rivaldo, Figo, these greats of the game. Look at them at 21 compared to what they turned into. I just can't even Mbappe begin. Mbappe is begin. a rapid... Fall. Sorry. I don't want to fall out with you. Let's just... Sorry. I just can't. We can't get into that. Um, right. Your is question. it my turn? Um, yeah. <laughs> fi gerard he said uh, he calls himself the re the real fig because it's fi and then g oh yeah um in uh, his bio actually the real fig which yeah. uh i've actually followed him weirdly mm. um i shouldn't be following some uh, imposters should i uh, he says hi gents what's your assessment of adam cole's 10x in two years prediction if there's a 10x market cap how much do you see the dividends increasing alongside that Oh, sugar. I've got an annualised dividend return growing of about 15% per year. Um, wow, okay. I have a market cap of about 300 million by Euro 2021. Maybe that's pushing it. Um, 10x in two years. Well, he knows far better than me. I've got no idea. I'm just basing it on some 
industry benchmarks and little bits and pieces I know. 10x in two years feels a, a push to me, unless you're going to bring in some pooled liquidity from another country. But I do believe, even in the UK, it can be a billion pounds market cap company. Oh, easily. But not not in two years, I wouldn't say. But what do you think, Fig? Um, I don't think he's that far off. So I'm about to release a blog on oh, yeah. the Patreon tomorrow, and I'll probably take bits of it and put it out there for the public. But it's basically my kind of assessment of how we're, I think we talked about in the last episode, how we're going to see a boom in July, August. Yes. So I'm very yes, bullish yes. on this. And I yes, think this is going to be the, the, the catapult for this 10x. And I, to be fair, he didn't specify 10x market cap. He he just said 10x. That could mean money. That could mean users. That could mean anything. So it's, you know. I'd assume market cap. I would assume as well. Yeah. 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 Um, um, go on, me, it's me. Thomas Moran here. The matching engine has left many players without any value. Do you think uh, there will be any market makers? Well, I think there's a bit of clowning about. With and he question. he also asked about how FI's finances, so I might follow up with that. But sorry, that that one on players without liquidity. I mean, he's talking about the, not having value. He's talking about That's the lower end, silly. Because yes, the the instant sell function is not something that underwrites a player's value. People need to get that into their heads that intrinsic value is not caused by the instant sell mechanism or how you can buy players. It's just not. You value players based on the dividends they're going to return on the future. Like, I can't... People keep going on about this. Oh, yeah, well, the low end's been butchered now. They haven't been butchered if their spread is big. You know, we wouldn't call... We wouldn't say Paul Pogba's been butchered if he had a £1 spread. Would we? I don't, I don't get it. I'm really confused by it. It's simple supply and demand. Players will not always have a very liquid market. Sancho, you can it's, uh, market sell a week ago. Now you can. Yeah, correct. Times correct. change. Yeah, correct. Look, look at my profits I posted. You know, November, December, fairly flat. The lower end was buoyant. It was bubbling. I had to sit tight. Obviously, this year I've exploded and it's been a great year. At the moment, there's... Various factors, I think, pushing some money up the market. So I think the lower end is a little bit less liquid than it was, but that won't be the case forever. And I'm certainly dropping back down there fairly shortly. As I say, I've been dabbling in the kind of lower end and the market and seeing what I can pick up. Um, and money will definitely flood back down there. But I think people are thinking about dividend increases. Um, I think we've got this the freak player leading the index that people want a piece of because this transfer. So there's factors for it. Look at Don moving up the index. He's probably, you know, it's not just going to be Don, is it? Let's face it. Others are probably doing the same. So it's very natural supply and demand, as you say. It doesn't affect any player's value, like, you know, intrinsically, as you said. Mm. Mm. What about uh, the finances, Fig? Just quickly from Thomas. Same, same I mean, guy. Thomas. I mean, look, like... <laughs> They've issued a lot of bets, haven't they, in, in, since March? Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know how many companies have done better during COVID. <laughs> I genuinely I don't. I can't. Zoom? Zoom. Netflix? Yeah. Netflix. Oh, I can't. It's incredible. Their finances, understanding the business model that I do and ha how it works now, um, the bets being placed from us as we buy a player, they're... Yeah, FI have probably covered their next three years in dividends, haven't they? With this yes. March to to here, I believe so. I believe so. And then they gave us a gross figure of um, traded volume, didn't they? Two hundred million. Be careful with that because, sorry, they gave us a figure which was based on bids placed. Twenty million. Yeah. Gross. Sorry, twenty million. 
obviously it's a lot less than that because sorry but you keep cancelling bids don't you and i don't think that they would i think they've probably counted them all up but still i can tell it's a phenomenal value that's been pushed through the match engine that they've picked up loads of commission on so they're set for many years Hmm. and i can go into that in more detail if anyone wants to dm me i I really am happy to talk about (laughs) the business model and the mechanics because there's a lot of misunderstanding about it and even last year i wasn't 100 percent clear how the income statement flows through to the balance sheet i Mm. am now so i'll answer anyone go on Mm. yeah you're on um football index focus uh i've actually been enjoying some of his tweets recently um i don't follow him what the hell all right there we go another one uh <laughs> what marketing methods that fi haven't used before should they utilize as part of the 2020 21 expanded marketing push follow up if time allows in your opinion what is fi's best piece of marketing so far wow i think the talk sports segments were very good but i'm biased because you're gonna I... say me come on no i fell in <laughs> I, fell, I fell into it i think for the guardian football weekly podcast so talk sports ones i think reached out to a, to a big audience in that 10 to 1 slot mm. what they can do i'll have to pass it to you i'm afraid one of the few questions i've got no answer to i, I don't think, know really much about i think maybe go slightly less london centric but i uh ah. I, I i gave some of my thoughts on that in sunday's podcast so i'll let focus oh, right wait okay. for that best me- piece of marketing you've gone for the I've talk gone sport, for right? talk sport yes i'll go for nottingham forest sponsorship oh god i knew you'd beat me on that question yeah yeah you win <laughs> that question i think um we've got one here about confidence ratings out of 100 i think we've both answered that already uh dave billington if sancho starts to reach 16 17 pounds do you think there will be a share split before the end of 2020 gun to head i think we might see it just after 2020 yep so i'll give it a 22.5% chance of happening it this year. Mm. What do you think? I think we... I think a lot depends on what dividend uplift, if any, we get in the summer. Um, and if we get a couple of players. Last time the share split was announced, we had a couple of players around the, the 15, 16 pounds mark. So if we get Sancho to 17, 18, 20, Mbappe, Trent, I don't know who's going to go with him. I think it will be announced this year, but I don't think it will happen until 2021. But I do think if you do get those players pushing 16, 17, 18 pounds, it makes sense for a share split because do you remember Adam Cole's words? He wanted to make it, what were the words he used? You know, you want to make it enticing and not feel that players' prices are out of reach for mm. smaller investors. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, question uh, here from Chris Harris. Is it my turn? Go on, don't, yeah. it doesn't really matter to be fair. What did you make of the timing? of the Adam Cole Q&A, especially given the market yeah. is flying. My view, don't speak to your customers for the sake of it. Make sure you have something important to give. He couldn't answer any questions with clarity, so just left people with questions. So let me let me just give you some context to our panel. Remember, Chris Harris is a yeah. marketing director, a marketing and comms director. Crikey. Right? He was on he the is, pod. Isn't he? Yes. And he's very good at speaking, but he's also very good at his job. So, you know, yes. he's more qualified than us. Yes. Talk to me about that. I've sort of shared my thoughts, really. I feel sheepish talking in front of But in terms of the timing, the timing. Well, I I really think that it had been a few weeks and he just wanted to stay connected and keep that goodwill going with us. And it felt fractionalised. No, no, no. But look, 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 Panda, Panda, Chris Harris has just said, he's the comms professional, but he said, my view, 
Don't speak yes. to your customers for the sake of it. Yeah, but he's asked me what my view is. So I'm saying, <laughs> you you just said to me, what's your view, Panda? So I'm not going to repeat what his view is. No, but Chris he, Harrison, that's what I'm saying. I? His view is disagreeing with yours. So, you know. No, no, I haven't given an opinion. I'm just saying why. I'm just trying to get into the head because sure. I'm struggling to understand why. I think there was goodwill and good gesture behind it. I just think it was a touch clumsy is what I'm saying. Mm. I agree with that's Chris good, Harris. That's good wording. I, I question the need for it if there was nothing to... I thought there were going to be a couple of nice announcements and, and some clarity on a couple of areas. That's what surprised me. So I do agree with Chris Harris. I'm just trying to understand the timing of it, which which is odd. And the only thing I can think of is, yeah, touching base with us and, and keeping the goodwill up. I wanted to ask you, actually, about his comments on the media, because we've we've batted oh. that we've kicked this can down the road, haven't we, Panda? Because we Lost we disagree on, on this, mm. but mm. no no tabloids. What was that all about? I just don't know if I've heard it. I don't I don't know if I've heard anything quite like it. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know where to go with that comment. Even really, do you? Oh, I mean, what, I what we're going to have? I think that is outlandish. What would happens. we have then? What the Guardian? Bloody Sky Sports giving us all the transfers over the summer. Ah, come on, this, no, it's not right. I, 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 this... I can handle capping them. Five each a day. Yes. Okay. But the five just, highest scoring per day. Just canning the Express, the Daily. I, okay, the Sun, you can can. Hate those blokes. The, the Express, Daily Star, and those guys, like, you know, they the, the way their models work is because they, they pump loads of articles because of Google Clicks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're going to have more. If you want to cap it, fair enough. But I think doing away with them completely, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, I've spoken about capping before because where this has arrived from, for those that are new to the platform, last summer we had a big transfer story on uh, Delict, who ended up at Juventus. And we also had the Neymar on off to Barcelona. And the Daily Express spammed articles on those two most of the day, each and every day. And they won a, a, an incredible amount of media buzz. I don't know if that's necessarily fair, and I think a lot of people complained about the Express's influence on the media payouts. So that's the background to it, and I understand capping it, but to go and throw that bomb in there that they're just removing the tabloids is... Oh, it, sh- made me, it made me almost fall over. I mean, it was... It <laughs> Finally was, dropped out I, of my... I, I don't, I don't get that one. No, I don't get it. don't get it uh, at all. Is it my question or yours? Um, it's... Oh, I'll ask this one from Filthy Investments while I'm here. Um, read the incorrect dividend payout an email. Do you think FI are promoting responsible gambling? This is quite controversial. Do you think FI are promoting responsible gambling by requesting traders deposit so they can take the money out of their accounts? Do you think FI should be telling people what to do with their holds by asking to sell or cancel bids? I reckon FI have spent more man hours in trying to deal with that than they've actually lost in money. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I I just think that's you know, a bit I, I think that's a bit crazy really, because like I what what if you spent it already? Why? Why should well, someone I, leave? I have why spent sh- it, so yeah. Why I, should um... Why should someone sell the players that they've just bought, incurring a commission? Why should someone cancel sell or uh, buy orders? Mm, mm, you know, mm. it's it's not really there. I think it's a tone setter moving forward. I do believe this is a kind of change now. Like, look, this isn't a. This is like a line in the sand, isn't it? That no such thing it... as a free lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, PR wise, before the big Q and A, just wonder if they could have clawed it back. In a, in a sneakier way down the line by dropping the the, the boosts they give us or, or was there another way to claw this money back a bit more covertly but yeah so I, I agree with you 
Mm. Um, it's my turn, uh, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, mate, let me. Uh, what have we got? I was going to ask one from There's FI so Bull. From FI Bull, have you got any more scary spider stories or perhaps tales of another deadly creature? We kind of did that at the beginning of the show, didn't we? We did. I'll tell you what, I'm going to bring a new deadly creature to next week. Ball. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give you this one. I'm not a wrestling fan, but Icarus, FI, uh, who I actually follow, and he, oh, yeah. he doesn't follow me back. Bloody hell. He's a very, very arrogant account, I'm led to believe. Is he? Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, well, I was going to say. I just, I just, just take saying, your word for it. I, I followed yeah, no, him because no, no. he was quite smart, but you know. He says yeah. 10K in, goal for the year to reach 250K. Bloody hell, this man's a what? machine, isn't he? What? Uh, what? That's his bio. I'm just reading what's there. He's put 10K in at the start his, of this year. No, and his, gonna... his ten, no, no, on FI since 2017. 10K oh. in, goal for this year. Goal for this year to reach 250K. Oh, we need him to clarify that, don't we? Yeah. So he's going, let's go non FI. Favourite right. ring walk. Oh, oh, couple come to mind here, depending on what we're talking about. In wrestling, mm. I used to love the Stone Cold in entrance where the three, they were the glass shattered and he used to walk out to it. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin. In boxing, there's this really funny clip. I think his name is Usman Ahmed or is it Usman? I don't know. I'll try and find it. It's hilarious thing. He walks to the ring in the most outlandish way, jigging around, dancing. He kind of hops over the top rope. He's jabbing, like fake jabbing the opponent. And he gets absolutely sparked out. He gets knocked out in the first round. But the entrance is like nothing I've ever seen before. It's really funny. <laughs> Your ring? Um, I don't watch wrestling. So I've never watched it. Never Have watched you it never watched good. wrestling? No, literally not, never ever sat down and watched a wrestling, what do you call it, a, a match? A series? Yeah. An event? Yeah. A series? I don't, oh, I don't no. know, mate. Listen. That's when like, my missus talks about football. She's like, <laughs> oh, are you going to watch the football contest? <laughs> or are you going to watch the, te- the tennis uh, competition or something? No, like, that's The well, language isn't right, what she says. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, is it my turn? I'll, get, I'll give you one here. It's Depay value now. Could you evaluate his price next well, week? Listen, we can, we can talk about that next week after Monday, Tuesday, can't we? What's Monday, Tuesday? I mean, if they decide to, to bring the league Oh, forward. yeah, we'll hold that. I think Spanner a lot in the F- work, F- isn't it? Yeah, FI Manx. Let's wait until next week for that. I'll depend um, on if France comes back, yeah. Well, there are loads of controversial ones here. One from FI Cole, one from... See that one? Tommy Staggs has got an interesting one. Hi, guys. Very hope you're well. With the mm. Premier League returning this month, which of your holds are you most looking forward to watching in the Premier League? Cheers. <laughs> Fancy watching Harvey Barnes. I think he was really exciting. Um, he was exploding on. I think good GNA. I, I was kind of enjoying his progression uh, at You're Leicester. quite bullish on him, aren't you? I think he's been better than Madison, you know, um, oh. in the last six months. I really do. I think he's stealing. In the last six the months, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, so Harvey Barnes and then probably Bruno, you know, see if he can continue. I want to see who's on penalties at Manchester United. Boy, that's going to have an impact on pricing. I had a question for you. Do yes. you think as a big Trent holder yourself, do you think yes. he'll, how many games do you think he'll play in the Premier League when they're back? What we, how many games do we have to go? Do we have nine? Nine or, nine ten? or ten, depending if they think, have a game in hand. I think he'll play five to, uh, six to seven games, you know, ranging from 60 to 70 minutes. Really? Why though? Why would he play, why would he play mm. 70% of the games? I Even, was thinking more for fitness. I mean, you know, he's had a huge off season already a 10 11 week break yeah um you know it's like a conditioning program building the next back up and then because then you're going to be off again for another month potentially before the new season starts so why would you 
not give him those minutes. I understand you want to see the squad, and I don't know the Liverpool squad actually in huge detail. So you, you know, you want to blood the youngsters and get some some backup in there. But do you just give him? You know, even more rest. Oh, I mean, wow. he's just had a huge break. Sorry, Christian Falk, he's just come out and said, Werner to Chelsea is getting hot. According to build information, Werner could sign a contract with Chelsea until 2025, collecting more than 10 million euros a year. And this is this is like the, this is the Bayern guy, head of football, sport build and build sport. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I like, th- yeah, yeah. That's I, interesting. I, I believe this, I believe this. I said a few weeks ago, Liverpool, because of that furlough drama they had, I didn't know... They reversed the decision, but the PR on that was quite bad. If they go out and spend 50, 60, 70 million pounds on a player, I don't think it's the greatest look from a public relations standpoint. And Ornstein and Chapman on the podcast said, Liverpool, I think we're reluctant to maybe meet the buyout fee, where Chelsea all of a sudden, wow, mm. that, that, that's quite a move. I've, that always, has... I've always had that sneaky suspicion, you know? Of I have. Honestly, I have as well. Not just because if you look at their forward options... You know, yeah. Tammy's the he's only good. one. And if you could, I never thought, I always thought that they'd go into next season with Tammy as the nine, but having Werner as an option from the left. Oh, I think they would dovetail. Top, it's nice. Beautifully. It's quite, an, it's made me quite exciting that transfer. I think it's a good transfer if it goes ahead. Also, we've got the Hudson Adoy potential allegation, the rape allegation against him. Mm. So we don't know what the position is there. So they do, they may need some extra goals from the wing forward mm. position. Mm. Mm. I mean, Ziet coming in as well. That could be an exciting oh. front three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Pulisic, uh, yeah, of course, mm. of course. Uh, give me your, give me your last question, like, and I'll go for it. Okay, one. right. Um, I'll give you an awkward one here from Cole. Can you discuss the recent beef between FI Guide and Lukio six two five? Fig rightly put Stanford in his place. I can't comment on that, but is all okay now? Will Stanford ever return to the podcast? Uh maybe one day. We 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 talk relatively uh, often in dms but not in a not in a terribly amicable way it's more debate and discussion but um but i was just very i was very concerned someone offering advice when i personally don't see them to be in a position to do so whereas like for me and this might not be for all traders on fi maybe some people will listen to stanford and that's their right to do so but for me i'd want to be listening to the people that have like you know the likes of yourself and PB Man and SOTD and um, you know even Don to some extent, who's maybe not maximised his profits, but they've made a hell of a lot of money on this platform and they've not kind of wavered in their in their confidence on the platform. Whereas I think Stanford's probably left and come back two or three times. So that for me, I found quite um, disingenuous, and I felt like I had the re- responsibility to try and to try and call him out. Mm, mm. I think that's a fair answer, actually. And, and I don't think my, my point was unfair. And I think he made some comments about TAA underneath. I think he's kind of talked about him quite a lot. And, I, you know, I just don't... I think yeah. his facts are probably unfounded against Trent Alexander-Arnold. You know, if they made the... Mm, I think mm. PB Mann's come on the podcast when we did with uh, ASP and Luar If they made the Matrix more like real-world football, Trent would actually be winning it more, which FI probably don't want. Yeah. So... Yeah, Luar Luar, think... who, who I love, uh, very, you know, really enjoyed that show with him. Really yeah. like him. And uh, he tweeted that no matter what the Matrix is, that ASP and him come out with, um, Trent was always top. Mm. I mean, as the defender. Look, so. crossing or no crossing, whatever. Oh, did you see that great thing that someone did today? What was his name? Sorry. he's never, I don't know how much he's posted before. Um, Matt Tarby. He said, using the yeah, data from, like that. from Edge. Yeah. I looked yeah, yeah. at the correlation between PB scores and search matrix. Check this guy out at 
Matt underscore Tarby. The aim mm. was mm. to identify metrics that could be used to identify players capable of big falls. This is absolutely phenomenal. And mm. he's using the Pearson coefficient, which I don't know much about, but basically 1.0 is a strong positive correlation to hit yes. big scores. Minus yep. one shows negative. Anything over yes. 0.5 is considered strong. Mm. And I'm looking at... Where is... Total crosses is 0.33. Accurate mm. crosses mm. is 0.1. Yeah, 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 and I I like the data because look at the look. He's got a column, isn't he? On two, I don't have it in front of me, but I think two fifty plus and three hundred plus. Yeah, and goals are and shots are way up there, which is part of the reason I think Don understands where I'm coming from a little bit on Kimmich. It's the old ground, but it's that goal threat I'm looking for. Mm. Is that in Kimmich's locker to hit those two fifty pluses? Um, so I, yeah, good data today. But look at this: accurate crosses zero point zero two. Zero. Are you surprised 0. by 0. that? Total surprised. crosses is zero point zero one for scores over two fifty. Yeah, that's wow. Surprises me. That's that surprises is me. that is quite something, isn't it? Um, fantastic work. Well, I want to get him on the show now. Get him on next week. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have one last question? Not really. Or is it me? My, really. I'll, I'll give you one last one then. Go on. Go on. <sighs> oh. Oh bloody hell! A good Where show. Are we? Where are we? It's been cracking. What a corker! It's fly, it flies by. Goes to we we recording too long at the moment. Oh yeah. We, we just got. Some, I've got loads more I want to say as well, but we're um, this is the last question of the show. Don't worry. Um, okay, soccer index. Our pal, the man with the great abs that's been discussed Honestly, so many. He's quite, ha- he's quite a handsome chap. Right? <laughs> In, in past well. years, FI have yeah. made major platform changes. So the introduction of PB, IPDs, share splits, dividend increase throughout and during the season. Given it now seems nearly all major changes are going to be implemented at the end of each season. Do you agree with this approach? Um, what do you think, Fig? I'm mentally fatigued after the I think what's, your, what's the answer here? I think that... With everything that's gone on, I'm not yes. too fussed about things changing during the season. But I want to know if they're changing. Like, as you said, like, I just want the... I've, I think we've talked a lot about on the podcast, lines in the sand. I want lines in the sand and I want them to be drawn. I want them to be mm. drawn with a big, mm. firm stick that yeah, doesn't waver. I, that doesn't waver. Yes, yes, yes. If you told me the PB matrix was changing and you demonstrated to me that it was changing for the better, it was going to be a really polished job, the right tools were going to be used, it was for the growth of the product, blah, 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 some firm timelines and decisive action and led me as a customer and a trader, I would be behind it and I, you know, I'd adapt and the dividend increase would have to be large to compensate the bets changed. But, you know, I, I'm not saying if I want one or not, I'm not giving that opinion. I'm just saying that if I knew what I was dealing with, you know, I, th- I think that helps. And mm. I don't. I think it's got to be in the off season, personally. Mm-hmm. I, pref- I, you, I right, prefer I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to go now. But this is. This, I can't believe the most random account. Fi Pat. Have you seen it? You don't. Yeah. You know the Pat I don't. I don't who He's is so Pat? Random. Can you tell me who Pat Butcher is? She was in Albert Square. She was a middle aged lady who had an unfortunate string of marriages. Um, played by Pam St Clement. Wonderful actress. Uh, thespian like actually. Right. Okay. And um, you know, yeah, she was just a soap star actress. But he's got his snog marry avoid. And it's got Pat Butcher, Grant Mitchell, Phil Mitchell. I don't I know want... who these people are. <laughs> Can you answer that one? I know and I'll stay don't. out it. <laughs> oh, choking, thinking about it. I just got my... uh, right, I'm gonna snog Pat because um, you know she's she's female and 
Nah, I don't know. I don't want to dig myself a hole here. Um, <laughs> Are you trying marry... to say... <laughs> Doesn't matter. No, I was going to talk about her blonde hair. It's quite striking in her eyes, but she's about 60. So <laughs> how's that going to make me come across? <laughs> I've got a wife as well. Um, I'm going to marry Grant because he didn't have an alcohol problem. And I think he's a oh, gentle. And I'd enjoy dates and activities with him. <laughs> And Phil Mitchell I'm going to avoid because he's just quite rough and he's hoarse and he, he's got a drink problem. I don't oh, want him bringing that back to the home. So there you go. Well, there you go. Uh, there where, you go. Where could, I, think, I feel like we've covered about 100 kilometres of ground in this podcast. I'm, ex- I get exhausted. I'm so tired. Some, we've got to try it somehow. We need to condense this. <sighs> condense it one day. But right. anyway, it's been, it's been fun. Thanks. Absolute and, pleasure. Um, you know, you have a lovely evening. You too, mate. Thank I'll, you I'll, for all the listeners thank and the numbers. You. Yes, thank you very much. The last episode yeah, was yeah. The, the most downloaded, so uh, keep it up. Mm. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. And uh, remember, Football Index is a gambling platform. Uh, only bet what you can afford to lose. And uh, when the fun stops, stop. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Mm.